Gazette Newspapers presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor, Ken Schott. Thank you, Scott Geezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast, available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. We have another great show for you. We're going to talk Siena basketball. We will preview the women's season with head coach Allie Jack in a little bit. The Saints are scheduled to open their season Friday night against Fairfield, provided there isn't any last-minute positive coronavirus test. First, we will discuss the Siena men's basketball team. The Saints were scheduled to open the season Friday against Fairfield, but on Tuesday, Seattle had to pause workouts for the second time this season after another coronavirus test. To talk about that and more is the man who covers Seattle basketball for the Gazette and the sports editor of the Daily Gazette, Mike Kelly. Mike, welcome back to the podcast. And what the heck's going on over there, Sienna? <laughs> hey, Ken, it's good to be back. Um, yeah, obviously really disappointing news for, for the men's program that came out earlier this week on Tuesday, like you, like you mentioned, um, which, which postpones their games this weekend. Um, but also puts into jeopardy their games for the following weekend against Canisius. Um, At at this point, we don't really know, you know, basically when this team can get back on the court to practice, let alone play, Um, you know, and hopefully there's some clarity on that uh, within the next few days. How frustrated is Carmen Massarello? How frustrated is the team? You know, uh, you know, Coach Massarello, you could tell this week – you know, that the frustration was more evident than it had been in the past. You know, it, it probably, you know, I, I don't know if he's necessarily more frustrated now than he was previously, but um, it's at least a little bit more difficult to mask it when you get so close to being able to play and then have to, uh, to, have, that, to, have, to have that pause. Um, you know, I, I think if you're if you're a player, this has to drive you crazy. You know, I mean, you, you, you're, you're a team that is picked to win the league, um, and, you know, you lose all your non-conference games before league play is supposed to start, um, and now you're losing, you know, at least for now, some of those league games. Um, you know, that's just uh, that's a really tough thing to, to be able to handle. Yeah, how tough, especially they're going to be behind the eight ball once they get played because some of these teams are playing. Obviously, we see Iona playing. Uh, I mean, how, how, this is, how is this going to affect them once, once if they get started? Yeah, you know, I mean, so we have four Division One basketball programs in our immediate area with, with both teams at Siena and both at UAlbany. And, you know, all those coaches have said the same thing, that, you know, you go on one of these pauses and your first, you know, two, three, maybe a little bit more days back are not, you know, it's not like you're just jumping back into things. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's going to... Every time the team goes on pause, it's going to hurt them um, because they lose that time. There's rust um, that, you know, if, uh, if the Siena men were able to play those games against Canisius um, in, in week two of Mac play, um, you know, they're not going to be at full strength. And, you know, maybe that puts those games in jeopardy um, from, a, from a win-loss perspective. What are the league's contingency plans for the? You know, see, they don't. Siena doesn't play next week. That's four games they missed. Where, where do they end up making these games up? So, so each team has a bye week, and then the league has a bye week. Um, and you know, the idea that looks really good on paper, um, you know, when it comes out is, you know, we're, when we have postponed games, we'll move them to those weeks. Well, 
we have not played a mat game yet. We're going to play them Friday. We've already had a number of games need to be moved to those off weeks. Um, on the women's side, there was, um, you know, kind of a situation where several teams uh, had to move games um, to basically accommodate who could play, who couldn't play. Um, so, I mean, the answer to your question is, is you know, is, is what I said before. If they had, you know, each team has a bye week and then there's a league bye week. Um, but there's quickly going to need to be more contingency plans that need to be developed uh, if these teams are, are going to be able to get in close to a full league season. I know you and I talked a couple weeks ago about what Rick, Rick uh, when we talked to you about U Albany, what, what uh, Rick Pitino had said about uh, maybe you know pushing the start of the season back playing uh, May Madness. Now uh, this week, um, Duke coach Mike Suchessi came out as you know, questioning why they're playing college basketball and during a pandemic. I mean, do you sense that from other coaches around the league that uh, maybe uh, that we should maybe just pause this and? Yeah, let, let's try to get some numbers, some of these numbers down, and maybe we can, you know, resume play in January or February. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, those, those decisions get made above above the basketball coaches. Um, so, I mean, I think from you know the coaches of our area programs, I think the perspective is that you have to make the best of the situation that as it's presented to you. Um, that you know, I, I don't know if they're you know, really losing a lot of sleep <laughs> or putting a lot of thought into how things could be handled differently um, because their, you know, primary task is trying to figure out how to make the most of what they have. Um, but, I mean, it, it, you know, it's not ideal <laughs> um, to say to say the absolute very least. Um, you know, and I, I think this is all very, you know, day-to-day, week-to-week, um, that, you know, if we see some real large sweeping changes from the NCAA, um, I don't think that would be shocking. Um, and, you know, especially as we really start to hit, um, you know, into our, you know, into the real winter <laughs> when, you know, flu season gets here and, you know, the situation health wise, um, you know, might change and turn even worse. Does the league have any contingency plans? Let's say if, one of the state's uh, governors decides uh, that nobody's allowed to travel, or if they travel in, they got to quarantine for two weeks. I think that's <laughs> so. At least uh, publicly, there aren't any contingency plans for that. Um, I know, you know, when you look at the MAC, the MAC has talked about. You know, we could have teams play, you know, we could have league teams play other league teams in games that are counted as non-league games. Um, and that's to try to get to that 13-game minimum that the NCAA says right now you need to have to qualify for the tournament. Um, so, th- I mean, something like that could theoretically be a way where, you know, if Team X cannot travel to Team Y's state, um, you know, you find another team in state to play. Some of that, though, is even difficult. Um, we just had a situation the other day where um, uh, Binghamton and Canisius had to cancel a men's game because Broome County, where Binghamton is, um, told Binghamton they couldn't go <laughs> to Canisius um, based off of the, the micro-clusters uh, strategy of the state. Um, so, I mean, that's a, a game within New York that the schools actually decided they couldn't play for travel reasons. Yeah, that's crazy. But do you, is there a point where 
they may have to say, look, we can't do this. We, do we do we see a situation where you know, six or eight of the ECAC hockey schools, like what they did, the Union RPI and the six Ivy League schools say, we're canceling things. When do we get to that point, if we get to that point? Sure. I mean, that's, I mean, I think that's, um, that's kind of the unanswerable question right now, but, you know, I guess we did get to that point last March where everything got shut down at the point of the season where they have, you know, probably the most motive to keep going when they're, you know, they were in conference tournaments. Um, so obviously right now we're still very early in the regular season that there's a lot that could happen. Um, I don't know. I, you know, that's one of those questions. I, I don't know the answer. And I, I think if we were to really think about what that answer would be, um, it would be a pretty dark, grim answer. Um, Cause that would mean that, you know, just kind of the situation health wise in the country um, has gotten even worse from a point where right now where, where it's already really bad. Yeah. It just, I mean, I, I mean, I've asked, I've thought about this several times. I mean, what if it? What happens if a a college student athlete dies from this? What happens then? That's that's that that has that's always that's been bothering me a lot since uh, the games are resumed, and you just wonder what happens at that point. Yeah, I think you know, and I, I think um, you know, part of the the thing that's so tough about this too is you know you hear about uh, a case and then a program that gets paused. And there's just kind of this assumption that everybody's going to be good to go in, you know, 10, 14 days um, where, you know, this is a, a serious, you know, health situation, illness um, where, you know, there isn't a guarantee that somebody will be OK. Um, and, and, you know, and that's what makes it so scary right now to, to be trying to play college basketball where or, or you know or to really you know be trying to do anything um just because the uh you know the potential worst case scenario is uh is so awful and uh and so grim let's look at this team obviously you mentioned they were picked they picked to win the uh, uh league this year how special can this team be once they get on court yeah i mean this i mean that, that's that's a question that I think, you know, you'd have a really good answer to, um, you know, maybe after like six or seven games um, when you can kind of see how some of these pieces fit around Jalen Pickett and Manny Camper. Um, those are probably the two best players in the MAC, And Jalen Pickett is also, you know, very much not a normal best player in the MAC. Um, he's, he's better than, you know, what the, you know, if you were to have a, you know, a league average player of the year, he's a better player than that. Um, so, you know, I mean, this is a team that, you know, maybe could flirt with something like, you know, 16, 17, 18 wins in, in Mac play. And then, you know, is, is, is a team that really could flirt with winning a game or two in March, um, you know, in, in the big tournament. Um, so, I mean, <laughs> right now we're missing out on um, probably what would be the best Siena basketball season since, you know, since Fran McCaffrey was coaching the team. Um, and, you know, probably, you know, they're not at that level of, of you know, those McCaffrey-era teams, um, which really built up, you know, over the span of, of several tournament appearances. Um, but, I mean, it would be a very special MAC team um, that, you know, probably would have, uh, you know, some nice buzz and some nice headlines come March. What do you think it's going to be like covering this team this year, Mike, with all the uh, protocols in place? Really different. Um, Tuesday of this week, I did a, 
uh, a Zoom call with every coach <laughs> of our area teams. Um, and I, I would say with confidence that, um, you know, in our local area, there, there's probably not going to be any more um, in-person interviews, face-to-face, um, even from six feet away with, uh, with any area athletes or coaches, uh, for college basketball. Um, so it, it's, it's very different. Um, our first, you know, area games are, are this Friday or this, this Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and I know just from a, uh, from a reporting perspective, uh, I mean, I'm really interested to see what it is like, um, you know, in that setting where, you know, going to go into gyms, arenas and and watch people play and then as soon as the game's over um have to need to exit (laughs) and then talk to them remotely (laughs) um so it's going to be it's going to be an odd situation um but you know it's uh, at this point in 2020 you know that's uh it's been an odd year make a prediction when does sienna basketball resume practice and when do they play oof I have no idea when they resume practice. I don't even know. I don't even know how to to, to kind of make a guess at that. Um, I would say that I think those games against Canisius, which are the games um, next next weekend <laughs> or next weekend, I guess when this podcast will run. <laughs> um, I I don't I don't think those games will be played um, unless Sienna comes out with some really good news about its men's basketball program. Um, you know, within the next, you know, two to three days, probably by Monday. If there isn't positive news by Monday, I don't see how they're playing on Friday. Well, Mike, appreciate a few minutes. It's going to be just crazy what's going to take place here. Uh, We'll see what happens, and uh, we just have to hope for the best. All right, Kenny. Thanks a lot. All right, that's Mike Kelly up next on the Party Shots Podcast. I'll talk to Seattle Women's Basketball Head Coach, Allie Jacks. Hey, football fans, the Daily Gazette You Pick'em Football Contest is back. Predict the winners of the weekly games via your You Pick'em online account. The fan with the most correct points each week gets their name in Thursday's Daily Gazette and wins a $100 ShopRite grocery gift card. The fan with the most overall points after 23 weeks wins a $1,000 travel voucher and could win a trip to Hawaii. To play, go to dailygazette.com football and create your account or use your past account. Select the teams you think will win. You may enter your picks and score predictions five minutes before the start of each game. For official rules, go to dailygazette.com football. For questions concerning the local contest, contact Randy Lewis at rlewis at dailygazette.net. The trip to Hawaii is part of a national contest. The You Pick'em Football Contest is run by the Daily Gazette Advertising Department and not associated with the Daily Gazette Sports Department. Hi, I'm Miles Reed, editor of the Daily Gazette. I'd like to wish you and your family a happy holiday season. Please stay safe and don't forget to wear your face mask. Welcome back to the podcast. Barring any unforeseen circumstances, the Siena women's basketball team will open its season Friday when it hosts Fairfield. To talk about that is the head coach of the uh, Saint, Siena Saints, uh, Allie Jacks. Allie, uh, welcome to the podcast, and I uh, hope you're staying well and safe. 
Ken, thanks so much for having me. We're uh, doing the best we possibly can under the circumstances. Well, I'm happy you're coming on. I, last week I had uh, UAlbany women's coach Colleen Mullen on. Uh, I, I taped the interview the went, uh, Wednesday and I put the podcast up Thursday morning and a couple hours later they went back on pause. So I'm hoping I don't jinx you like I jinxed them. Well, I'm hoping so too because I've had it with the quarantine situation, but it's it's our reality right now, and, you know, it's always kind of lingering, and it's always there, but we're just doing our best to stay focused and stay in the moment and, and appreciate the practice, the one day at a time that we get. What has it been like, Allie? You just, you know, you, you start practice, you pause, you practice, and, you know, this earlier this week, the men had a pause again. So what, what, is, what has it been like trying to get ready for the season? I mean, this is like nothing we've ever seen before. Yeah, it's there's a lot of different things that kind of go through your head, Ken. I mean, I normally wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and, and wonder how we're going to get through cross screens and down screens. And while I still have that concern as a coach, I'm worried about what the test results are going to be and if we're going to get to practice. And I think you really have to do your best as a coach to worry about the things you can control and take it one day at a time and, and work with what you have in that moment. It's really, really a test. It's a, it's a test on a lot of levels just to stay in the moment. Um, but I'm just hopeful, you know, we've had 30 solid practices and the fact that we've had that many practices, I'm grateful for. Um, and not a lot of teams have had that many practices. So we're just hopeful that we could get to a game and, and compete against somebody else. Is it one of those situations where the players are just tired of practicing against each other and they want to get out and face somebody else? Yeah, I think so, but I think we've also been really productive in practice, and I think we've got great leadership on the team, and I think we've used the time that we've had wisely. I, I don't think we've had a bad day. I mean, there's been some days where they're a little fatigued or tired or, you know, we haven't shot the ball as well as we would have liked, but just just from a maturity standpoint and, and a growth standpoint, I, I think this team has been a lot of fun to be around. What have been the challenges like in getting ready for the season? I mean, is, is that, we, you know, we've been hearing a lot about mental health. I mean, how is that the mental health of the players? How's your mental health trying to deal with this situation? I think it's a real challenge. I think there's starting to be more focus on that. Um, I actually, there was an article written last week in Times Union where, you know, I talked about that a little bit. And I was a little, I was a little apprehensive about speaking about it because, you never want to show weakness, but I think it's a real thing. And I think that fans don't necessarily understand. <laughs> fans like to see Sienna basketball on the court dominating and, and doing what we do. The work that goes into it behind the scenes and the fact that we are coaching 18 to 22-year-olds and they are still in a developmental stage and then throw in putting them in a completely isolated room for two weeks where their natural outlet is being physical and being athletic and, and playing their sport. And then you take that away from them and basically put them in solitary confinement. That's a challenge. And I give our team a ton of credit because in speaking with them, you know, if someone's struggling, they, they would get on Zooms and they would get on FaceTime and they would help each other out and help each other through it. And I think that our team did a tremendous job of handling it as a coach you just, when they came out of it, you know, it was, their spatial awareness was a little off for a couple of days. Obviously, we were out of rhythm from a basketball standpoint. Um, but it affects you. It, it, it affects, it, it makes you question, you know, is this 
what we should be doing right now. Um, I know I've got a team full of players who love their sport and love each other so much that put so much into it already. We can't imagine not having it, but that is kind of always lingering and kind of out there. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah it does. Because, I mean, you know, yeah. Mike Duke, uh, Duke's uh, Mike Krzyzewski came out and started the question, why are we playing games in the, in the middle of a pandemic? And I know Rick Pitino uh, recently tweeted about uh, maybe we should push to start back and that way have May Madness and that way – you know, maybe things settle down. So you got to wonder, especially if the governor Cuomo decides maybe there's travel restrictions and people from out of state have to quarantine for two weeks. I mean, that could throw a monkey wrench in the situation here. Yeah, you know, and I, but I also don't think the stopping and the starting is good for anybody either. I think that when you're committed to a team and you're committed to a cause, and you go to practice every day as a student athlete and as a coach and that's your routine. I think when your routine gets disrupted, I don't think that's necessarily healthy either. You know, I've got a very diverse team from all over the country. And if we got shut down, you know, for a month or two, then what? Does everybody go home? Do you stay here? What's the practice like? You know, I, I, I think we have to take it one day at a time, you know, and it's really given us a lesson in staying present and staying in the moment. Um, you know, we, the, I, I just I hope for the safety of our country we we get through this um, as quickly as possible and solutions hopefully are on the horizon. Um, but day to day, I'm just I'm worried about checking in with my players every day and making sure they're excited and making sure they're focused and um, just trying to be the best you know team we can be. For you, Allie, do you have to be more patient this year as a coach, knowing we're just in unusual times and maybe you know not. Uh, you know, get on players' cases as much as uh, maybe you normally do. It just maybe had to be a little more uh, understanding what's going on. I, I don't. I think when we're between the lines, I, I coach tough and I coach with a lot of love and I coach hard. And I think that's what our our team is used to. And I think anything else would be unnatural for them. Um, I, I think that. With everything that happened through the summer, um, you know, we, we've got a young lady on our team, Deanna Winston, who's from Minneapolis, and when George Floyd was murdered, that, that happened basically in her backyard where she grew up. You know, so I think working through some of those things with our program and with our players and understanding each other and the lens that we each come from and our thoughts on bigger issues. Uh, you know, our team started a voting initiative on campus and, and got our entire student body, uh, student-athlete, body registered to vote and kind of sparked that you know and that's that's kind of my um my my question to them is when things happen you know okay so what are we going to do about it what's our response going to be how are we going to grow how are we going to learn from this um so I, I think when you're dealing with 18 to 22 year olds who's who aren't fully developed they aren't full adults yet you know I, I think that um especially with this millennial generation there and this gen you know, Gen Z on their phones and, and less social time and everything's through their phone. I, I think the more you communicate and the more we communicate and we talk things out and and work through them, um, the stronger our team has gotten and the more we've learned to trust each other. Let's talk about your team uh, here. What, what, what do you like about your team? Who are, you, are some of your key players that are going to be this season? Yeah, I think we have a lot coming back. I think, I think we've got some depth. Um, you know, we only lost one player it was our leading scorer um 
but I, I think we're, we're better. I, I think every player has really gotten to work and gotten better and understood that last year, you know, wasn't acceptable for us. And, and we got better as the year went on and progressed. But now those sophomores are juniors. So, um, you know, we had two preseason 13 picks between Amari Anthony and, and Rachelle Brown. And we're grateful that the coaches, you know, recognize them. Um, but I think the, I think the strength of our team is, is our depth and, and our balance. Um, we took a transfer, uh, Isis Young, who has a few stops along the way, mm-hmm. but she's just a consummate point guard leader, uh, mature, understands the game. She's like having a coach on the floor, and I really think if she can stay healthy, she's going to be a, a big key for us. Yeah, I was going to um, she, she just makes everybody else better. Yeah, I was going to talk a little more about her, just, you know, fact that she's you know overcome two knee injuries uh i mean she looks like she likes to get in broadcasting uh you know maybe take art my job as a podcast host or something but uh, (laughs) just what what she's gone through with the knee injuries and you know now now it's here at sienna her life experiences that should bring some kind of uh you know helpful helpful to this team and you know knowing that you can overcome uh such a major injuries like she had yeah, I know. Unfortunately, in women's basketball, the, the ACL thing is, is too common. Um, she's she's been through a lot. You're right. Uh, she was one of the high, most highly recruited. I mean, honestly, when I was back at Northwestern, I sent her letters her freshman year, and that's how long ago that was. Because you know, when when we were recruiting in the Big Ten, you know, you're gonna you're gonna recruit eighth graders and, and get on ninth graders. Um, so you know, so she's she's been one of the top point guards in the country you know, from a recruiting standpoint, and then the injuries hit. So, um, but but her maturity and her intelligence on the court and her knowledge of basketball and her ability to communicate with her teammates and put people in the right position, at least in practice, has been has been unbelievable. Um, we'll see how that translates to games. I, I don't want to put any more pressure on her than she's going to put on herself. She hasn't played in over a year, so we'll see how that translates on the court in games, you know. It's different in practice than than when you look up at the clock and you're like, oh, my God, there's only a minute and a half gone in the quarter. I can't breathe, you know, and that that happens to players, you know. So, um, you know, we'll see where she's at, but but she's been she's been great for our team and our program. What do you think is going to be like playing at, at the arc with no fans? <laughs> oh, maybe playing in some of the other gyms we go to, <laughs> not ours. <laughs> That's so bad. I shouldn't say that, right? <laughs> I'm just being honest. Um, no, you know what? It's gonna it's gonna be rough. We we averaged over 1,100 fans last year, and and Sienna basketball matters in this community, and and we love that, and we love our fans, and we're gonna miss them tremendously. Um, so you know, I, I think we've got to keep it between the lines and stay focused on on basketball and. Um, we're going to miss the band. We're going to miss the cheerleaders. We're going to we're going to miss all our regular fans. You know that's that's going to be tough. And and we're lucky to be in a position where we can say that because we have that kind of great fan support in this community. Um, but hopefully, you know, there's some solutions on the horizon, and and we'll give our fans something to cheer about from afar. And, and one day soon, hopefully, we'll all be back together. Of course, you'll be playing Fairfield Friday night and Saturday night. I mean, with this way the schedule is, I mean, kind of unusual to play. Back to back, uh, I mean, uh, how excited are the girl, uh, the, uh, the uh, women, to be able to play back to back like that? We'll find out. I think they're just. I think 
we're not going to believe it's really going to happen until we get to the tip and we're actually ready to go in the game. I mean, we walked through our warm-ups today. We walked through, you know, announcing our players, you know, how we're going to, you know, where we're standing for the anthem, what we're doing for that. You know, we had to go through all that with the dry run because we haven't had any non-conference games. But I think we're just grateful to be able to play somebody else. And if we do it back-to-back, then that's what it's got to be. And the other team has the same problem, same issues. So we'll just see who's better on those days. When the ball is uh, tossed up at 7 o'clock for the tip-off on Friday night, uh, what is going to go through your mind? Contest threes because they shoot the heck out of the ball and they've got two games under their belt and blocked out. <laughs> but there's got to be some um, excitement that you're finally, finally getting going. You know, if I'm being honest, Ken, I, I always think about my dad before games. Um, I, my dad passed away um, a little bit over a year and a half ago and, mm-hmm. and He's the reason I do what I do, and I always think about my dad, so I'm sure I'll be thinking about him. Well, Allie, appreciate a few minutes talking about the, the, the season, and hopefully let's get through this. Wear the face mask, people, so you can get to see the uh, Siena Saints sometime in 2021. 20, let's hope we get through this unscathed uh, with, the, with the schedule and all that stuff. Allie Jacks, appreciate a few minutes. Thank you so much. Go Saints. Uh, back to wrap up the podcast in just a moment. I'm Dr. Howard Zucker, New York State's Health Commissioner. It's flu season, and it's always a good idea to get the flu shot. But this year, it's more important than ever. A flu shot won't prevent COVID-19, but it will lower your chances of getting seriously sick from the flu. If you do get sick, the shot can lessen your symptoms and help you feel better sooner. The last thing you or the healthcare system needs during this pandemic is a bad flu season. So please, protect yourself and your community. Get a flu shot now. Hi, I'm Daily Gazette staff writer Jim Schultz. I'd like to wish you a happy holiday season. Please stay safe and wear a face mask so we can enjoy talking about sports and not the pandemic in 2021. Back to wrap up the podcast. Check out my Parting Shots blog for my Week 14 NFL picks and TV listings. Go to dailygazette.com slash category slash sports slash parting dash shots. Once again... I'm going head-to-head with Daily Gazette news columnist Sarah Foss. Sarah went 9-6 last week to improve to 127-64-1. I was 10-5 to go to 126-65-1. Keep checking out DailyGazette.com and the print edition for the latest updates in news and sports on the coronavirus pandemic. I want to thank all the doctors, nurses, and first responders who are dealing with this pandemic. We appreciate the job you're doing in this difficult time. The second wave of the coronavirus is hitting us, so please be vigilant. Keep wearing the face mask while you're out. Be positive. Stay negative. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I'd like to thank Mike Kelly and Allie Jacks for coming on the show. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot, that's S-C-H-O-T-T, at dailygazette.com. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Slapshots. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of Gazette newspapers. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of Gazette newspapers. I'm Daily Gazette Associate Sports Editor Ken Shots. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good hoops, be smart, stay safe, wear the face mask.